0: Hello my friends and welcome back to another edition of the Meerkat Musings podcast. This time following something more of a theme. It's following the theme of my my regular series on my website which you may follow uh, called the Meerkat Muse. Which is every two weeks and it's normally posted on a Wednesday at 11am UK time. And it's just basically... It's a summary of the last couple of weeks of my life, if you like, Uh, and I talk about, you know, stuff happening to me, I talk about world stuff, I talk about politics, I talk about sport stuff. It's kind of a a general thing as much as anything. Uh, I talk about some of the weird dreams I've been having and believe me, you'll see quite a few weird descriptions of weird dreams on these Meerkat muses. And it's, it's attempts to have some structure to my, to my blog, because at present, it's kind of a little bit, shall we say, scattery. Uh, but I've been doing this for a while now, and I just think it adds some organisation to it. So that's the Meerkat Muse on the website, www.meerkatmusings.co.uk. And what I'm thinking of doing is now using the podcast to complement that a little bit. If you're someone who prefers the spoken word to the written word, then perhaps this podcast is more for you. Really, ultimately, I would say these podcasts are more for me at this point. I don't have a huge follower count. I'm not fussed by that. I'm not doing it for the follower count. I know some people who are quite vain about that kind of thing. But for me, it's a means of expression in some way, shape or form. And if I get followers for it, great. If I don't, I haven't lost anything in my view. So this, will, this podcast will relate to an upcoming Meerkat Muse that will, is due for the 20th of April. So next Wednesday at the time of recording this, having recorded this on the Friday beforehand, on Good Friday uh, as it happens. It's also quite a solemn Friday for me because today marks 10 years since my beloved Nan passed away. And I think this is something which has been rattling around in my brain now for a little while. Uh, I've had a couple of dreams lately regarding my grandparents. Uh, My nan uh, has popped up in in several dreams over the years, in in some quite poignant dreams actually. Most recently, uh, in the most recent dream I had about her, which was earlier on in the month, I dreamt that I blew out an opportunity to go to like some sort of school party uh, in order to spend time with her. I think, what I say, in my dream it was her birthday, but the thing about dreams, of course, is these things were often quite, uh, shall we say, fluid. But I preferred to spend time with her, so I did, uh, which was which was very nice. And then I had another dream, actually, about my granddad, who this year would have been gone for 25 years. And in this particular dream, I was down the pub with him, actually. It used to be a regular thing that my dad would take my granddad to the pub on a Saturday morning, back when my brother and I were kids, so of course we couldn't go with. But in this dream, I was, I was there as well. I was with my granddad having a beer, and it felt just lovely. It felt really pleasant. It felt very normal uh and you know having dreams about the two of them who i both i miss both of them dearly it's felt quite emotional in a lot of ways i miss them i love them i will always love them and I, i don't know what awaits us beyond our final moments on this world but if there is something beyond this life, then I sincerely hope that I can be reunited with them. They were both wonderful people. And I, I as I say, if there is an afterlife, then I, I hope to see them again. Moving on. So something a bit more light-hearted. I have now got a fifth tattoo. Yes, I have a few tattoos already, but I've recently gone and got tattoo number five. And if you check out the Meerkat Muse on the 20th, you'll see it. If you follow me on Twitter, actually, you would have already seen it. And the chances are that I'll be, (laughs) how can I put it, I'll be preening a little bit about this for a little while because I am very proud of it. The work was done by a place called Bananas in Basildon and uh, they've they've done three of my tattoos now and they've always done brilliant work, I cannot fault them they're absolutely fantastic, this latest one, I'm really really pleased with it it's Scrooge McDuck from the TV series DuckTales but it's Scrooge McDuck from the reboot version as opposed to the original series so Instantly recognisable, but with a modern twist on on Scrooge, and I just I think it's come out really really well. It's my first colour tattoo. Uh, as ordinarily I've had like sort of black and white silhouettes, but I just thought this one deserved the colour treatment, and I'm so so happy with how it came out. I am already kind of half pondering what to do next. Uh, although I think the next one won't be for some time. I don't really know what I want to have done next. In fairness, so. We'll have to sort of wait and see. I, mean, I could leave it at five for the rest of my life. Although I suspect there will be some more in the future. But yeah, I'm, I'm really, really pleased with it. And I'll be showing this off across social media at various different points, I imagine. Anything else to add? Well, I mean, the, the music itself that you'll see has touched upon some unusual occurrences that I've had conversation-wise on YouTube. It actually goes back to a video that I think I published, I wanna say it was 2020 in the middle of the first lockdown. And I had a weird dream about zombies, zombie apocalypse dreams. I've had those more than once actually. And i talked about it on YouTube and this triggered a flurry of comments from, I don't know how to describe them, um, from, from the religious talking about how these dreams were a sign of the end times and how I should put my faith in Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And one of them actually very recently commented about how he has, through study and observation, predicted various events, but has been reluctant to put up tangible demonstrations of this or links to where he's sort of proven this. So it's one of those situations where how do I How do I begin to verify this? The answer is I can't verify this. But there you go. We've got claims now of, of being able to predict the future and of patterns of Satanism and that kind of thing. So uh, all I can say is what, to me, it's a dream. You know, I mean, I've had similar dreams in the past. I'll no doubt have similar dreams in the future. But I'm not taking it as a sign of the end times just yet. You never know what's around the corner. And we don't know everything about everything. We don't know everything about a lot of things. But I'm not convinced that we can expect the second coming anytime soon. So we'll have to play the one by ear, I guess, a little bit. In the sporting world, let's move on to the sporting world. I remain... Kind of optimistic, but also nervous about the hopes and dreams of my beloved Liverpool. Liverpool are my team, my football team, and they recently played out a two-all draw away against Man City, who are our, our chief title rivals. Man City were a point ahead of us. There was an atmosphere of of winner takes all with this match, but ended in a draw. And actually, the two teams drew back at Anfield as well. So. Liverpool and City tend to often be somewhat evenly matched I dare say that Man City actually played better than we did but we found a way to get a point, we remain one point behind, there are six or seven matches to go both teams are very capable of winning all their remaining matches but equally you never know what's around the corner in football and both teams have dropped points in some somewhat surprising circumstances over the course of the season So you absolutely take nothing for granted in this sport. We shall have to wait and see. Obviously, I want Liverpool to win. We also have Man City in the FA Cup semi-finals. And if we get through our Champions League semi-final, then we could end up playing City in the final of that. In Champions League, we will be playing Villarreal in the semi-finals. Some people might be taking that lightly, but Villarreal did knock out Bayern Munich, who, to me, were the team I was most worried about in Europe. While Man City played Real Madrid, who, in the end, kind of scraped by against Chelsea. I mean, they dominated, Real Madrid dominated the first leg. But then in the second leg, with Real Madrid at home, they looked like they were set to actually lose quite badly, but pulled it back at the end to knock, knock Chelsea out. But... It's it's tough to say, you can't underestimate a team like Real Madrid, but I think City will win that one and I think we will beat Villarreal and then it's going to be a Liverpool-Man City Champions League final, which will be pretty epic, especially given how close these two teams have been to each other down the years. So it's all to play for. I'm nervous about it. I am quietly hopeful that we can, we can sort of push on and put it out the bag. But I really genuinely don't know at this point. It's football, it's unpredictable, it's chaotic, and I just had to keep my fingers crossed that my beloved Liverpool can somehow find a way to pull through and win at least one of a trophy. I would love to win the Premier League title again, and I would love to win the Champions League again. I would also love it if we won the fa cup if we won the fa cup as well then we've won all four major trophies available to us we would have done the quadruple which has not been done before in in the english game it's asking a lot especially if we have to go up against man city in these competitions but on our day we are capable of beating any other team in in the league and in europe this Liverpool team that Jurgen Klopp has built is fantastic and when we when we click no one can live with us. The trouble is with Man City is when they click, no one can live with them. So it's going to be an interesting and challenging showdown as the season wears on. On to something a bit more serious now, because it continues to be something which plays on my mind a little bit. Uh, it's the whole Ukraine business. I've been arguing slash debating slash just being bewildered by someone who I would describe as being a wannabe Nazi, on another website that I've run, who continues to insist that basically Putin, while he's wrong in many ways, that, there's, that, that Ukraine are also wrong and that NATO is wrong, uh, and that to a degree Putin is actually denazifying Ukraine. This is all a bunch of baseless, absolute nonsense. Putin's invaded Ukraine because he wants the territory. It's nothing to do with pacifying a a dangerous neighbor. It's because he wants to expand Russia's borders. And he's done all the classic kind of manipulation routines to try and do that. He's working from the same playbook that he's used before, that dictators all around the world have used before. And this this guy that I've been arguing with, who is rabidly pro-Donald Trump, among other things, is unsurprisingly trying to see it Putin's way. I don't doubt for a second there are elements in Ukraine that cause problems, but there are elements like that in every single country. Is that justification to invade another country and take their territory? No, it absolutely isn't. If it was justification for that, then someone should have invaded Russia decades ago. You know, it's the sort of thing that NATO should already be doing. But there you have it. I don't know how it's going to end. Um, we have to keep helping Ukraine how we can. But the longer this goes on, the more chance chances of being dragged into a conflict. Which almost inevitably would turn nuclear. It's difficult to see how it wouldn't go nuclear. Which no one wants. And I hope it's avoidable. The ironic thing about this is that Russia's actually creating a water for its own back here because Putin doesn't want NATO to expand, yet his actions in Ukraine have prompted both Sweden and Finland, who previously were not interested in NATO membership, to discuss the matter and take it very, very seriously. So the end of all this might be Putin actually pushing other countries to join NATO, having hoped actually that he would deter it from happening. He's achieved the exact opposite. So his goal... that respect has backfired. He expected Ukraine to crumble within days. Well we're now sort of up to 50 upwards days of war and Russia's casualties have continued to mount. Their Black Sea flagship has now sunk which Russia are claiming is because of an ammunition explosion due to a fire but uh, Ukraine is saying it's because they actually hit it with missiles and I'm more inclined to believe Ukraine. And it's just turning into a horrible, horrible mess of a situation for Russia. Even worse, of course, for Ukrainians whose homes are being destroyed. Hospitals are being bombed. Theatres packed filled with with civilians being bombed. Humanitarian corridors are being attacked. And there is mounting evidence of war crimes being carried out by these forces. And yet, this this far-right lunatic that I debate with sometimes insists it's all a false flag thing by Ukraine in in some of these respects. Well, I don't buy that for a second. That's Putin propaganda. And if you believe that, you'll believe absolutely anything. But then again, as I say, this guy is a rabid trumper. So he already does believe pretty much anything. So, yeah, there's all of that. Last but not least in this podcast, Partygate and the continued failures and scandals rocking the UK government continue to rumble on. Boris Johnson and Chancellor Rishi Sunak have both been fined for attending illegal gatherings during lockdown. In fact, I understand that Boris Johnson has received a second fine for having attended a second second illegal gathering. We've got some people trying to say, oh, it was just a few minutes to have cake. It doesn't matter. But ultimately, that's not the point. Boris Johnson, among many other Tories, broke the law broke the laws his own government drafted up there were rules in place laws in place he violated those laws and he in my view he can't say that ignorance is an excuse he should have resigned a long time ago for numerous other failures uh he should resign over this he won't well he won't currently and neither will, will she soon act his chancellor but him and swabs of other Tories should go and The Tories themselves, Tory MPs, they should be really concerned how this is going to reflect upon the future of their party. And more of them need to be be prepared to sort of issue a vote of no confidence. They're not doing that nearly as much as I thought they would. So they, they really need to step up their game and say, look, this guy is not fit to be Prime Minister. He's failed miserably with this. I know a lot of them are probably going to support Boris Johnson's other policies, but on this they have to acknowledge his failures it's the latest in a long line of failures of boris johnson and this tory government and while labor are far from perfect at the moment i think in the in the local elections they're probably going to take a number of seats away from the tories and good now i hope the the tories bleed seats left right and center and that it really sort of damages them as a party because the way they've handled everything over the last couple of years has been woeful this country is worse off than it was by some margin they've broken a number of electoral promises and to cap it all off we have a law-breaking prime minister so i really hope voters in general also wake up and see the tories what they really are with all this because they're just they're a shambles an absolute shambles a bunch of dishonest cowardly callous hypocrites they have no place in government And anything, anything would be better than them right now. As I say, Labour in their current iteration have issues of their own. But I would much rather have a Labour government tomorrow than this current Tory one. Uh, They can't carry on as they are. Boris Johnson is basically the UK Trump. With a slight veneer of civility that Trump doesn't have. But he's no better as a person in many ways, if you ask me, than Trump is. And he's certainly no better as a leader. And it's long past time for him and his cronies to go, because it only serves their own interests. Anyway, that's it. Went over. Podcast over. I hope you listen, but more importantly, I hope you check out www.meerkatmusings.co.uk, where you'll see a more thought-out process, I guess, because I'm better with the written word than the spoken word, and you'll see that for yourself. So, enjoy.